Welcome to a Durban Christian Centre South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus, and help build your relationship with our Lord Jesus. With you, we agree that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Here is Dr. Johnny Krobler with the Word from God just for you. Praise God. Well, I want to talk to you today. I've entitled my message, Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And uh, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Genesis. And of course, turn to Hebrews 7 first. Hold your finger there. Then turn to Genesis 14. And uh, we'll speak to you a bit about Melchizedek. Hallelujah. And of course, when you look for Melchizedek, you'll find uh, not, not much is spoken of him, except that the Bible says he is priest of the Most High God. And uh, yet, he must be very important because God took the time to reveal him in both the Old Testament with Abraham and again in the New Testament with the born-again believer. Hallelujah. How do you know we have a father in Abraham? The Bible calls him the father of faith. Everybody say, Abraham was the father of faith. Hallelujah. And the law came after Abraham for a while, but then God restored us to the life of faith. Amen. Aren't you glad you don't serve under the law? Somebody say, I'm not under the law. Amen. I'm in faith. Hallelujah. The righteous shall live by glory to God. Amen. So the first time we find that God reveals uh, Melchizedek to us is in Genesis 14. Are you there? Genesis 14, we're going to mine into a little bit. I got so blessed this week when God started speaking to me about this. Genesis 14, and there's so much in it, but I can only give what I can give today in the time that we have. Amen. But uh, maybe we'll continue next week. Who knows? Amen. But are you in Genesis 14, verse 18? Those watching my YouTube and live stream, grab your Bibles. Make sure you read. Verse 18, then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Hallelujah. In uh, Genesis, in Hebrews 7, once again, we we start reading about the same Melchizedek. And the Bible says that uh, this Melchizedek uh, comes and he's the king of peace. He's the king of glory. Hallelujah. King of righteousness. But we notice here in Genesis 14 that the, the priests of the Most High God, after the order of Melchizedek, he comes out and he serves Abraham. Bread and wine, which speaks, of course, of communion, amen, of the eternal blood and the sacrifice of Christ. He serves him bread and wine, and the Bible calls him king of Salem, which means king of peace. And the Bible calls him king of righteousness. Bible scholars tell us that this Melchizedek is the pre-incarnate Christ. Where Jesus revealed him as priest of the Most High God, revealed himself. 
He's the pre-incarnate Christ who covenanted with Abraham of faith. Hallelujah. And he brings out the bread and the wine. And then upon him bringing out the bread and the wine, Abraham responds and gives him the tithe of all. So if you look further into your Bible, you'll start discovering who he really is. He is Jesus. High priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. When you look at Hebrews, let's start in Hebrews chapter 6. If you've got your finger in 7, that's fine. Just the verse before. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 20. I want you to read that out loud with me. Where the... Come on, everybody read. Where the forerunner has entered for us. Even Jesus, of Melchizedek. Read it out again. Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Even who? Jesus. Further investigation reveals to us more of his divine attributes. The Bible says in verse 3 of Hebrews 7, if you read it, without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, he remains a priest continually. Yet we see that this Melchizedek has supernatural origin. Hallelujah. He's without father. He's without mother. Or any other ancestry having no genealogy. In other words, he was before man. And he has eternal life. The, the Bible says he came in the power of eternal life. It sounds for me like he was, and he is, and he is to come. Hallelujah. He is eternal. The Bible says, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. He is eternal high priest. And that reminds me of the, the revelation given to Paul that he ever lives to make intercession for you. And for me. Hallelujah. Then it shows us his wondrous royal authority. I'm going somewhere with this. Bear with me. Amen. In verse 2 it says, To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, being first translated king of righteousness, and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Hallelujah. He is king of peace. Abraham met this king of peace. King of peace. And think of it, this title, king of peace, is before Jesus laid aside his majesty to become a man. Hallelujah. 
Isaiah, when he looks ahead, and of course, the moment you say king of peace, the, the scripture comes up where Isaiah speaks of him and say, Pastor Johnny, I thought he is prince of peace. Because the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. So the natural, the Jesus of the flesh is born. The son of God is given. Hallelujah. He is given. And then the Bible says, And the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So Isaiah looks forward to Jesus Messiah. Isaiah looks forward and calls him Prince of Peace. Now, you wonder why he calls him Prince of Peace. Can I tell you why? When Jesus came to earth, he is a Prince of Peace. Because a prince is an heir to a kingdom. He's not king yet. Whew, thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. He is a prince. And then you say, but he had a mother. Yes, because he was prince. He was on earth, born as a woman. He had a mother. As a man, he had a mother. But my Bible tells me he was before Mary. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld His glory. Hallelujah. He laid aside His majesty as King. He took on Himself the form of a man and had a mother and became Prince because the kingdom was still to come for Him as a man. Hallelujah. And when the Bible speaks of him, now as the resurrected Christ, as him who sits on the throne, Paul looks at him in the book of Hebrews and he says, without father, without mother. So many people want Mary to be his eternal mother. Mary, mother of God. I can be the mother of somebody that was before you. Hello? Amen. Yeah, she was. She was his mother on the earth by natural descent. But as prince, he is heir to the kingdom. Once Jesus was raised and he fulfilled his earthly priestly ministry as intercessor who shed his blood, who paid our price, who went to hell, the nether regions, and shed his blood on the altar and became a faithful intercessor and redeemed us, then he was risen from the dead and he was raised to the eternal glories to be seated at the right hand of the Father where he became King of Kings, Lord of Lords, King of Glory and King of Peace. This Jesus, this Melchizedek, who appeared to Abraham, appeared to him as king of peace. Hallelujah. 
with whom Abraham made covenant in faith. Now, here is where the Apostle Paul reveals a glorious truth, a mighty truth. And it says, Hebrews 7 verse 4, Now consider how great this man was, speaking about Melchizedek, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tithe of all. The priest of the Most High God, the Bible calls him. Not the priest of Israel. Priest of Most High God. Because he was high priest forever. According to the order of Melchizedek. He is the high priest of heavenly order. Of pre-incarnation order. Before he became a man, he was high priest of the Most High God because God in his eternal counsels caused him to be the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth, before he even created man. Hallelujah. And there's a glorious truth. You might want to put this in your pipe and smoke it afterwards. I'm not going to go too much into it. But that Jesus, as the Savior of humanity, created humanity. Therefore, the Bible says it's the will of God that all be saved because the Savior created them for salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. Put in your pipe. Amen. Abraham, listen to me, met the pre-incarnate Christ, Melchizedek. And the Bible says he tithed directly to the king of peace because he was of the order of Melchizedek. He was not of the order that came after Abraham of the law. He was not of the order of the priests by law of the Levites because Paul goes on to explain that the Levitical priesthood was by law. And here men receive the tithe. The Levites receive the tithe by law. But he arises as one who is not a priest. According to law, under law. Because he's the king of priests before the law. Oh, Hallelujah. Mm. And he receives the tithe from Abraham. And Abraham meets him who is eternal. Hallelujah. The king of glory. And so the Bible says here that verse 5, read that. And indeed, those who are of the sons of Levi, who received the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law. Are you with me? He says that is from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. So those who received the tithe and gave the tithe by law came from the loins of Abraham. And Paul therefore argues that they were in Abraham giving a tithe, but under law. But they were a type. You know the Old Testament is types and shadows. Of the true to come. Amen. 
the true revealed himself to Abraham. The Bible says to the high priest of the order of Melchizedek himself, Abraham brought the tithe. To the king of peace himself. And then the Bible goes on to reveal something incredible for the church. Those, of, those people who argue, listen, pastor, the tithe is under the law. You are Levites. You're under the law. You're of the law. You're giving by law to the type and the shadow. But us who are born again, who have been redeemed, who are not under the law and do not serve by the law, us who are of the faith of Abraham, we tithe differently. We tithe to the king of peace. Hallelujah. Watch what it says here. Verse, hallelujah. Verse 7, uh, verse 8 of chapter 7. Here mortal men receive tithes. Describing the Levitical priesthood. But there he receives them. Of whom it is written that he lives forever. Hallelujah. Who's he? Jesus. What a glorious privilege. That like Abraham, we're not giving in the Levitical priesthood. We are giving to the king of peace himself. The same one that established covenant with Abraham is the same one that is establishing covenant with you and I. My God, how glorious. That when we bring, when we bring our, our tithe, consider how supernatural this is. This moment of giving, when Abraham established covenant with Melchizedek, of giving the tithe and receiving the bread and the wine, was a supernatural exchange. Hallelujah. This is a supernatural exchange with our supernatural high priest who abides a priest forever. In the power of an endless life, the Bible calls him. Hallelujah. A direct contact point with the king of Salem. Hallelujah. With the glorified Christ who was before the foundations of the earth. Before the law. And has been raised today. And you and I have a personal contact. How many have a relationship with Jesus? Hallelujah. So the Bible says that when we, the church, tithe, we tithe directly to him. Hallelujah. It is a divine, supernatural, eternal relationship determined before the law. Before the type. The real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Consider how mighty this moment of giving is. You're tithing directly into the hand of the supernatural king of glory. Hallelujah. The prince of peace who became the king of priests. Hallelujah. With all authority, with all power, 
with all might, with all dominion, seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty, in superior and complete authority, the king of peace. You're giving him a covenant tithe. Like Abraham walking in divine union with Jesus himself. Hallelujah. He is now with us. Isn't that what your Bible says? He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm with you. Hallelujah. When you get to heaven, are you going to see the Prince of Peace? Or the King of Priests? Hallelujah. That's him. Ever living to make intercession for you and I. And we have our portion in him. Glory to God. That's why the portion given to Abraham by faith, by the king of peace, endured time, endured the law, superseded it, hallelujah, bypassed it, and brought us into that same glory. Hallelujah. How awesome, how incredible, how supernatural is the tithe of the church. And I want to declare today that tithe speaks for the church from the first generations of born-again believers till this generation of born-again believers. And God shall fulfill His promise. Hallelujah. The Bible says many of the generations before us died looking ahead for the end time, the glorious church, the marvelous church who steps into the fullness of what God has prepared for those who love Him. This generation. Hallelujah. Who come into the fullness of the knowledge and the revelation of Christ. My God, if he can manifest himself to Abraham, we, in the, we are in the same covenant. He's with you. We sang that song. He is with you. He is for you. He's upon you. Hallelujah. He's on you. He's on your children. He's on your children's children. Hallelujah. To a thousand generations. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's my Savior and Redeemer. And in Him all things have been given to me. And the devourer is rebuked. In the name of Jesus. I reach out my hand. And I prophesy. Wentworth and Finland's And those watching by live stream. The devourer be rebuked. The devourer that stole from the generations previous. Be rebuked. The church come into the fullness of what God has prepared. Tell your neighbor, get ready for an inheritance. Hallelujah. The enemy thought that he's squandered your inheritance long ago. Listen, God will restore you. Somebody say, God will restore me. Amen. Amen. I said, Amen. I said, God will restore you. Amen. And so today, in the name of Jesus, we speak in the eternal realm. I take the eternal word of promise and I rebuke.
rebuke you, devourer of the saints of the Most High God. I rebuke you, devil of the covenant-holding people of God. And I declare an open heaven of blessing shall be poured out. Generational blessing owed to the church shall be poured out in this final generation. And the church will experience the abundance and the blessing and the overflow and the promise, hallelujah, of the wealth of the wicked. Stored up. <laughs> Whoa. Someone say, I grab a hold of that. The wealth of the wicked stored up for the righteous. In the name of Jesus, you know why? Because the end time revival is going to be so glorious, so mighty, so awesome, so incredible that the finances are going to flow and we're going to have a hundred millionaires here and I don't know how many in other churches. But God's going to provide for the greatest end time move that the church has ever seen. Hallelujah. We're going to have 12 churches, but we're going to hire stadiums to bring in the harvest. Somebody say amen. My mother will be there. My father will be there. My uncles will be there. My brothers will be there. My sisters will be there. My nephews and my nieces and my neighbor will be in that stadium. And they will be saved. Somebody say amen. Glory. Oh, somebody say this is a supernatural offering. This is a supernatural covenant with the King of glory, with the King of peace, with Jesus himself. Hallelujah. And today I release that supernatural dimension in the house of God, not only in this house, but in the church universal. In the name of Jesus, the universal church shall step into the fullness of the provision and the covenant of the King of Salem. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I want you to go read Hebrews 7. You'll see a lot of other stuff I couldn't preach this morning, but you will shout for glory. Somebody say, I'm going to shout for glory. Hallelujah. There's a supernatural dimension released this morning as you bring your tithes, as you bring your offerings. Hallelujah. Let the covenant of the King of Peace be established in the house of God. I prophesy supernatural open doors. I prophesy supernatural opportunities and favor and a release of kingdom authority and kingdom finances in the house of God. Hallelujah. Kingdom health. I declare in Jesus' name, the hospital shall be emptied out of every saint. We won't go to hospital to visit saints anymore. We'll go to the hospital to visit ants and make them saints. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on. Can you shout hallelujah this morning? Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. The children be delivered from drugs. Amen. Your household shall know the blessing and the favor of the King of glory. In Jesus' name. Somebody lift your hands say, I've got a covenant with my Jesus, the King of Peace. Hallelujah. We 
We trust that you were blessed by today's podcast and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you seek after him, you shall surely find him. If you would like more information about Durban Christian Centre South and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel or visit our website www.durbanchristiancentre.co.za